Welcome to the Leading Ladies Podcast with international leadership coach, speaker, author, trainer, and your host, Fiona Mackay. The Leading Ladies Podcast shares stories and advice from women around the world who have successfully navigated the glass ceiling. You'll gain powerful insights into strategies for cracking the glass ceiling, embracing your self-worth and value, and advocating for yourself and others. So please join Fiona for frank, courageous, and heartfelt conversations designed to take you on a journey to new levels of personal and professional success. Welcome back, leading ladies. I'm here again today with Matt Heger, who uh, created the very first top women in aviation and aerospace list. And um, he's also uh, a self-confessed uh, space nerd. He, he's enthusiastic about all things uh, space, and that's that's what he does with his company, Pineapple Empire. And me and Matt are thrilled today to be joined by Gitika Gorthy. She is one of the women who made the list. Uh, young woman, should I say. She's going to be our youngest guest ever. She's 17. 17. And I'm just thrilled, thrilled to have her here. Gitika is a rising senior at Chantilly High School in Northern Virginia. She's also an aspiring astronaut and physician who wants to do research in aerospace medicine. She's also the founder and CEO of nonprofit Ignited Thinkers, something that she founded in the eighth grade to spread science education globally. So she actively inspires and educates students around the world and a lot of adults too. And uh, she's interned at NASA in their uh, gene lab. And she has a vision to create equal opportunities and break stereotypes in the space industry. because She knows that having uh, more diversity and creativity in, the spa in space is, is absolutely essential for what mankind or humankind, I should say, not mankind, scrap that, humankind needs to do next. Welcome, Gitika. Thank you so much for the kind introduction and having me in this podcast. I'm very excited to share my journey with you all. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, as always, I'm excited, blessed and privileged and honored to be here and love to be talking to Gitika and you again, Fiona. Um, <laughs> Gitika, I'm super excited to talk to you because I, I'm just thinking about it now and I never bothered to check if you're the youngest on our list, but I think you might be. So that's really exciting. And I know I was talking to you at the beginning here and you're just super impressive um, at such a young age. And I wish I were you at when I was that age. So looking forward to hearing more from you. <laughs> yeah. So how, how does it feel to be a 17-year-old superstar? Uh, it feels amazing to be called a 17-year-old superstar, but I know there's still amazing people out there who are even younger than me doing great things. So I never view age as a factor into what I'm doing. And so I'm just glad to be, you know, um, honored and to be put on the list, even though I'm not a legal adult yet. So thank you, um, Mr. Higa, for the opportunity. Yeah, of course. And you can call me Matt. You don't have to. I mean, Mr. Higa is technically my dad, so... <laughs> Uh, and uh, and that's why you know we're here to talk today about you know courage knows no age limits. You know courage is really really important if we want to make a difference around the world for women. If we want to change the status quo, if we want to make it to Mars, all these different things. And so, I'm I'm really curious to get to learn more about ignited thinkers and you know where you drew the courage from to to do that. Yeah, so I can explain a little bit of a backstory. So um, growing up, I lived near Washington, D.C., so I always used to go to the Air and Space Museum, um, and I loved space. 
but I never viewed it as like a real career uh, because it just didn't seem attainable. Neither of my parents are in the space industry. And so when I got into seventh grade, I took an engineering class and the teacher of that class started a rocketry club. And he's like, Kitika, why don't you join a rocketry club? And I was like shocked because I didn't know kids could you know, build model rockets in seventh grade. I thought that was crazy. So of course I said yes, because I'm up for any opportunity and I joined. And I ended up falling in love with building model rockets. I think I would spend three to four hours every day after school with him just building model rockets and flying them. Um, and so it was amazing. And one day I was talking with my parents and I was like, isn't this epic? I'm so glad I joined this club. And my parents were like, you're so lucky to have had this opportunity. Uh, both my parents are immigrants to the United States. So they were um, like, you know, I'm so blessed that you have this opportunity. When I was young, I didn't even know I could go into space in middle school. And so the inner Girl Scout in me, I've been a Girl Scout since kindergarten. And so those values of leadership and change have been instilled in me. And so then like something clicked and I was like, this is my moment where I can share what I love to others. And so I would say that's where Ignited Thinkers really started. And I wanted to create uh, a tech ed teacher that I've had for every other student out there and expose them to space. Because if I didn't have that rocketry club, I probably would have never viewed space as an attainable career or something that I could pursue. And so I wanted to spread that to everyone. So in eighth grade, that's when I you know, started building up Ignited Thinkers. And remind me again, because I'm British, how old are people in eighth grade? Uh, they're 14. 14. So you were 14, 14 when you started this. Wow. Wow. And and was it was it scary, like holding your first session or doing your first few things? Um, I, I think it was definitely uh, nerve wracking because it was my first time. So my first event was actually at an orphanage in India. So it was, I think it was kind of lucky how my first event came upon. So um, an acquaintance of mine here, Dr. Shirley Scribner, uh, she's an English teacher at a community college. And I was talking to her about how I'm going to start this organization and how I really want to do an event. And she was like, uh, she's like actually um, a founder of multiple orphanages around the world, two in Africa, a few in India, um, even a few in Europe, I believe. And so she was like, you know, there's this orphanage in India. There's 75 kids. It's the largest home that she has. She was like, why don't you go there and conduct your first event? And that summer, I was actually going to India um, to visit my grandparents, and they lived, the or orphanage was literally an hour away. So it was kind of like almost fate, and I was like, yes, this is a perfect first event. And so when I went there and I saw all those 75 kids, they never had exposure to any STEM activity before. So um, seeing their faces like light up when I explained model rocketry and being able to help them fly and launch their own rocket was absolutely an amazing experience. And um, I was nervous at first, but once I held that mic and I was talking with them, I just was no longer nervous. And I remember at the end of the event, they were telling me, I want to become just like you when I grow up. And I remember I like at that moment, I was like, what I'm doing is right. And I definitely want to spread Ignited Thinkers and make it even bigger because there's value. And I want to be able to reach out to more students and children like them because now they're into model rocketry in space. And they know it's a real career. So yeah, definitely first event was nerve-wracking in the beginning, but definitely um, once I held that mic and started talking, it was all natural. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love that story. And so well spoken too. Um, and so many opportunities and backgrounds. And I'm wondering now, since we're on the Leading Ladies of Aerospace podcast or Leading Ladies of, um, and we're smashing those glass ceilings, it sounds like you had a lot of opportunities and you had a lot of confidence instilled. Did you encounter any obstacles on your way? You know, anybody saying that you couldn't do that because you are a girl or, you know, um, anything like that? Yeah, so I definitely, and the place I've been raised in, it's a very urban area. And so I've never had that 
um, and my parents are very supportive. So there was never this obstacle to say that I just because I'm a girl, I couldn't do it. However, I've had people tell me that space wasn't like a real career or like a place that I could get a job I think there's always been like this misconception or like stereotype like when I decided I wanted to go into aerospace medicine um I've had literally no one tell me that's a real career everybody was like how are you how are you gonna get that as a job I don't think you can do it I don't think you can survive like do something safe do a safe job and I was you know I was like you know, it wasn't because I was just a female. I think it was probably just because of the lack of knowledge of the space industry. So I've had people doubt whether what I was doing was right or not, but my parents were always supportive of me and they were like, you know, you can do whatever you want. And I think Girl Scouts has always told me that I can do anything. So those like values that I've had ever since I was kindergarten um, kind of let me become who I am. And I just kind of ignored the negative people and focused on the positive people and people who supported me. And I've used LinkedIn a lot. Um, when I started Ignited Thinkers, I was able to connect with amazing space professionals. And they were always up, came up to the plate and were like, I want to help you. I want to support you. Uh, I have mentoring sessions. And they're always like pulling and making me uh, become a better person. So I never had those um, feeling where I couldn't do something because I was a girl. But of course, there were obstacles. I feel like there isn't anything that you want to try. Um, so in eighth grade, when I first started stuff like Ignited Thinkers, it was just an idea. Like, it's so hard to go from an idea and make it something. So I ended up, I think I emailed like 30 to 40 organizations, um, just like emailing them like about Ignited Thinkers and how I want to collaborate with them. And I think I got like two responses, but it was a big win. Like in eighth grade, even just getting two responses was a big deal for me. And I just kind of grew from there when I would make connections. I'm a huge believer that collaboration uh, creates better success for everyone. So I tried to like really point that out in every email that I sent. And even getting those two organizations to respond back is how I really started to grow Ignited Thinkers. So there was obstacles, but I always persevered and never gave up. I love that. I love that. And, and I think one of the things that your response is highlighting is the obstacles are less less for your generation are, are about being a girl and um when I think about aerospace as a whole you know people that are entering the workforce now you know there's there's still definitely like gender norms and things like that but there is definitely much less of the well girls should be doing this and boys should be doing that and so I think it's going to be really interesting as you know we start getting more and more people retiring out of the industry over the next 10 to 20 years I think we're going to see a big shift in that um but I know what you mean about people saying you know go go take a safe career uh you know when I when I left corporate America everyone's like oh <gasps> why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know, why would you, why would you run your own business? And, and uh, people do like safe and it takes a lot of courage to turn around and say, you know what? No, no, I don't need to do safe because I know I am capable of. No, I know I am capable of that. <laughs> Any thoughts, Matt? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, all of that, plus what stuck out to me was you also mentioned uh, support and mentorship and, you know, being on LinkedIn, Gitika and how supportive and collaborative people can be if you do reach out to them, which is something that I always try to promote on LinkedIn or to my friends and, you know, in real life, I'm like, hey, you should get on LinkedIn. And they're like, oh, it doesn't work. It's just like a job board or whatever. I'm like, but you got to make it work. There's tons of people out there. If you're willing to network with them, reach out and they yeah. will support you. And, you know, like your parents, it's good to have a good support network, but then also adding in that mentorship. Um, that's yeah. what I'm really grateful to have Fiona for as well, too. So she's guiding me a little bit, too. 
Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you mentioned like LinkedIn yesterday, you know, I, you know, I've been posting about the upcoming leading ladies of aerospace summit and I'm sitting there yesterday and I checked my inbox and somebody's just gone to my website and signed up for a thousand dollar level sponsorship of my event. And I was, I was crying. Like I was crying because you know, I messaged this person and I'm like, uh, this was completely unexpected. And um, he said, you know, I've been watching you from afar from, for some time and my team team love what you're doing and we want to support you. And I'm like, oh, I'm so, so, I'm so happy right now. Like literally so moved. So yeah, um, I, I keep joking now that LinkedIn should probably pay me because I'm always raving about how great it is. But, uh, you know, maybe one day, maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll get that thing that says like LinkedIn expert on the top of my profile or something. You know, they could at least give me a free upgrade to like a LinkedIn premiere account or something. Want to go live? Anyway, this is not yeah. about me. This is all about Gitika. So Gitika, where do you, you've spoken about Girl Scouts, but I'm really, really curious, you know, where do you get your courage from? Or like in those moments where you're like, ah, you know, where do you go to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to find some courage right now. I'm going to do this. What yeah, do you tap into? I think there's two main things. Um, first is definitely what has happened in the past. I know like, you know, 17, I haven't faced everything yet. The biggest obstacles are probably yet to come. However, from what I've faced over the years, there have been obstacles that have impacted me and made me kind of like, I thought like, oh, this is it. Like, I'm not gonna be able to move past from this, but I was able to overcome it. And I think every time I'm faced upon another challenge, I'm like, okay, you know what? I went past this obstacle. If I can go past this one, I can go past anything. So I think that courage that I can overcome my obstacles is definitely uh, what I always think about and like tell myself. And another thing is definitely my family. Um, like my mom, she's a house mom. So she's always been with me and she always like instills, instills me to like, what's the worst that can go wrong? Like she's always there to just tell me what's the worst that can happen. And when I think about it, literally nothing. Um, and you know, I'm a basketball player. I've been playing basketball since third grade and a little like, you know, story. And so when I was in third grade, I joined a team and I would stand at the corner of the court, not playing basketball. Like I would just be in the corner because I was afraid that I would make my team lose. And then I was listening and I read this quote online and it says, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And I was like, it just hit somewhere. And I was like, wait, you're right. If I don't even take that first step, I'm obviously not doing anything to help my team. So we're obviously going to lose. And so that made me kind of, and that like not only in basketball, but in real life. So ever since then, even if I'm like faced upon something, I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot because worst case, you know, if I don't tr do anything, I'm going to fail anyway. So I think that's something that I always think back to. And that's where I get my courage from. I, I'm, I'm, for those of you that are, are not on the video who are listening on, on iTunes, I'm grinning like a Cheshire cat right now. Um, because, uh, I, you know, get to get, if you, decide not to have a career in space, which won't happen. Uh, you know, come and talk to me about being a coach because I was just talking to my clients yesterday. I'm like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You know, what is the worst that could happen? You know, are you going to die? No, you know, and um, it's a great, great question to ask. And then um, what was the first thing that you said other than what's the worst that could happen? Oh, oh, keeping a list of um, the last obstacles you've overcome. Yeah. So yesterday I was, I was with a client and, you know, they're early thirties. They've grown this um, great real estate business, real estate construction. And, you know, she's worrying about things. And I'm like, please create me a list of all of the bad situations you've dug yourself out from. No problem at all. You know, I said, even if, something bad happens, you have the ability to get out of it. And I just love hearing that 
somebody at 17 knows that, you know, I'm just like, ah, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, this always like comes back that like every time I have an obstacle, that's always what I come back to those quotes and those obstacles I've faced in the past. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's me too. Uh, I was I don't know if you caught my grin as well, but uh, I'm remembering you know last week when we were talking to Christina and I think Erica mentioned it as well as the whole what is there to lose and that's something I always come back to as well when I'm about to make a big crazy stuff. I'm like, well, there's nothing to lose, so why not try? I love it. I love it. Sounds like we're all kindred spirits here. I'd like to take a moment to pause and recognize GM Defense, our sponsor that helps make this podcast possible. GM Defense is driving the future of military mobility by leveraging the best-in-class capabilities of General Motors for unmatched innovation, proven performance, and breakthrough lifecycle economics. Learn more at www.gmdefensellc.com and watch out for new job posts as they expand and strengthen their team. You can also follow them on Twitter and LinkedIn. The GM Defense team is amazing, and we are proud that they sponsor the Leading Ladies of podcast. And back to today's guest. So tell me, Gitika, about one of your favorite moments with one of your mentors and and one of your favorite moments, you know, running actually one of your um, Ignited Thinkers sessions. Yeah, so there is, um, you know, my first like only real uh, workshop that I did in person was with those kids in India. Uh, then afterwards, when I started to do things, um, everything became virtual because of the pandemic. And so I've been doing a lot of webinars um, online, but I haven't had that like connection with students as well as the first event that I conducted. And definitely at the um, end of the first event, my favorite memory was when one girl came up to me and she called me her older sister. And she was like, you know, uh, you know, she was like calling me like a relative. And she was like, I'm so glad you took your time to do this. I like absolutely love you. And I want to be like you. I didn't even know I can do this. So thank you for those opportunities. And, you know, seeing how I could impact a student's life and, you know, I could be a role model because I think hearing from a teacher or hearing from someone who's maybe 20, 30 years older than them is different than hearing from someone who's maybe one or two years older than you. Um, I'm literally like their like sister or I'm literally like their best friend. And so when it comes down to that, it was just an amazing, that was like probably the best moment of my life of just hearing how I impacted her. Um, and then in terms of my mentorship experiences, the best memory that I've probably had uh, is talking with uh, the people from NASA. Uh, I went, I got into a NASA internship uh, last month at NASA Gene Lab at NASA Ames Center. And that's where I literally analyzed real data that was collected from spaceflight and analyzed Drosophila, which is fruit flies cardiovascular system. And I so used talking to see them with- in college. <laughs> yeah, and it was, absolutely- it was amazing to hear somebody else say that. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And like, I didn't know Drosophila had so many similarities with the human heart uh, and like human diseases. So it was absolutely amazing to analyze the data and come up with a research proposal. Um, I'm kind of waiting on the results now, but they actually are going to fund the whole project to be able to go to a conference and actually conduct an experiment. Um, so it's actually, you know, it's an amazing experience. And talking with people like Dr. Fogarty, uh, she spends like every one month with like one hour every month with me just talking about what her experience in um you know space medicine is and it's absolutely amazing that she takes her time to do that so definitely amazing experiences all around that's great um a question that i had that just came up for me you know we're talking about age and uh what would you what kind of advice would you have to younger people uh i guess younger than you or even people your age right now that think 
that you're just special. And that's the reason why you can do all this cool stuff at, you know, your age. Is, is that why, or, I mean, obviously you are pretty gifted and special, but is that the reason or what advice would you have to them? That is 100% not real at all. I mean, whether it be financially, no, absolutely not. Both my parents are immigrants. I haven't had that special advantage ever. Um, I go to a regular public school. Um, and then in terms of like my intellectual ability I'm very hardworking. like I'm not someone who when I read it once I just memorize it and I have like memory that's like like photogen like what is it like just automatic memory you know like picture memory they say so I don't have that either where I just read it once and I memorize it I work really hard um like I stay up late wake up early to like accomplish the things that I want to accomplish and I think my work ethic is what is like everything that I've accomplished so far. If anything is what I've achieved so far, it's all because I've worked hard. I know that's so cliche to say like I worked hard, but that's actually true. If you find something you're really passionate about, just never let it go and keep trying. Um, I remember when I first started Ignited Thinkers in eighth and ninth grade, it was really slow um, reaching out to organizations three-fourths of them, 99% of them wouldn't even respond back to me, but that was okay for me. I would keep trying and keep trying and never give up. And my, both my parents are not in the space industry. Like I have to stress that they don't know anything about space. So it's me doing everything by myself. So for kids who just are really passionate about something, I would say never give up on your dreams just because you don't have connections in the industry, like make connections, like go on social media. I used to be like a huge no, no social media user. Um, in sixth grade, I told myself I was never getting Facebook, never getting Twitter, never getting anything. And then here I am with every social media platform. What I've learned is that social media has to be used like a tool, uh, not to just talk about yourself, but to connect with others. Uh, it's easy to take, you know, use it in a bad way, but social media can actually help you in a positive way. So the advice that I would give is just to never give up and believe in your dream. And that's great advice for adults as well. Um, I, I know exactly what you mean. I was, uh, I think you call it salutatorian, not valedictorian, the one after um, in, in high school. And and again, you know, I would get home from school and I would study till, you know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night because I wanted to graduate with all um, with all A's. I just did. And and and, and that work ethic is, is definitely something that's carried me through. And so, you know, I think that there's a lot of adults that could learn from you just as much, Gitika. And, and speaking of adults... How have um, some of the adults responded to Ignited Thinkers? Because, you know, I, I, you know, it's great that you're influencing kids, but I'm pretty sure you're probably influencing adults as well. So do you have any uh, examples to share with us? Yeah, there has been amazing people who have had amazing reactions to Ignited Thinkers and have always praised the work that's being done and how much it could grow. I think one specific example I would say is um, the contact with Mr. Courtney Stad. He was the former uh, White House liaison for NASA and we met over LinkedIn and he ended up making me connect with amazing individuals like Mr. Hines. He was the former NASA chief technologist at AIM Center. And so Mr. Stad connected me with him because he thought that he would be a good connection for Ignited Thinkers um, to collaborate because he actually has his own organization called the Heinz Family Foundation. And so I'm actually going to be collaborating with their organization to spread space education. So it's amazing to see how such amazing individuals who are already space champions are, you know, like connecting on like social media platforms like LinkedIn um, and actually connecting me with other individuals. I think that's, uh, it's, it's a very positive reaction and they're always like curious of how I started it what's my motive and what's my vision 
because I do want to expand Ignited Thinkers to be really big and something more impactful than it is right now. And so always like sharing my vision and how they are willing to support me and trust my vision uh, is just absolutely amazing. I want to hire you to come and work for me right now. <laughs> thinking the same thing. <laughs> No, that's, yeah, no, I mean, I'm an adult, or I like to think I am, or I hope I am. Um, and you've definitely inspired me today uh, with a lot of the things you've said. I mean, especially, I mean, I totally relate to everything you just said about work ethic and discipline. Um, and I come from a background of self-study as well. So I definitely, you know, recommend to all the listeners and viewers out there that like, it, everything is possible. You just got to get out there, uh, connect with people and work hard at it. Um, yeah and, and the other thing is like anything's possible you just might not get it as quick as you want it and that's that's okay because um it, the journey matters because it's preparing you for something um i uh, i i applied for a job once which was a, an airframe integration manager and I, I didn't get the job and i was devastated and then um six months later the opening came up for a customer business director to boeing and i ended up getting that job and moving out to the us and now i'm here and and so like as i get older and i have these experiences i'm like all right i haven't got what i wanted yet 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 is a really really important word yeah, it's so important to remember that just because you don't get one thing doesn't mean it closes the door for everything. I know when I applied for internships, I applied to so many, like any every internship I know of. And even if I get one, I consider it a big win and I don't depress over the things I didn't get. Oh, I love yep. that. I love that. I was just going to say the same here. I uh, applied to Tesla three or four years ago, didn't get it three or four or five times. And then three or four years later, I have a job at Tesla now. If you want something badly enough and you're willing to do the work, you will get it. I mean, the only thing I can think of for me is I probably couldn't be U.S. president because I wasn't born here. So that's, that's the one thing I couldn't be. But that's not on my list anyway. Probably should be, but, you know, it's not. <laughs> uh, maybe Gitsuke could be president. I was actually not born in America either. I was born in yep. India and then I lived in the UK for two years. And then when I was two and a half, I came to Virginia. So I've been in Virginia ever since, but I was not born here, actually. Yeah. Do you have to be born here to be president? Yeah, you do. <gasps> Even though I'm a citizen, you can't. You have to be yep. like naturally. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we can bring up our kids to be the next president and, and vice president. Not that I have yeah. kids, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll raise them. We'll raise them. Uh, anyway, back on topic. So, so courage. You know, I, I imagine that with a lot of your, um, you know, female peers. You know, if I if I if I look at you know what I read in the mainstream media and stuff like that, you know, courage can often be something challenging for for teenage girls. You know what. You know, what do you see in terms of, of some of your fellow teenagers lacking courage and, and things that they can do to, you know, work on that a little bit? Yeah, I feel like in high school, a lot of students worry, I mean, including myself, of course, there's peer pressure. You want to be like part of your group. You want to, you don't want to be the odd person out. You want to just blend in with the rest of the people. And I think changing that mindset, that blending in is not necessarily a good thing. You don't want to blend in. I think it's important to remember that you are your own person. You trying to dress up as someone else is not going to change who you are. Um, I think standing out is actually very important. So in high school, I mean, I used to be the type of girl who would be like, oh, I don't want to stand out. I'm like a very shy, I used to be, you know, a shy person. Um, and I think that changed over the years, but I used to be a shy person. And I realized that there's no point trying to blend in. I think if you stand out, it makes you special. It makes you unique. And when you are trying to talk with someone, you don't sound like a robot. You sound like yourself. So I think um, the main advice that I would give is just don't try to blend in. It's not actually a good thing to blend in. Um, 
So that's the advice that I would give. Oh, I love that. I love that. And uh, speaking of, of courage, um, hey, what about this week, Matt, you know, with, uh, with uh, Wally Funk making it to space? You know, as for as much of a space cadet as I am, I have a little bit more than surface level space knowledge. And so this year was my first year learning about her and her story in the Mercury 13. So um, I'm just super happy for her uh, to go up in that space capsule uh, or not just space capsule, but a whole rocket, even even if it's on Amazon, even if it's uh, one of our competitive billionaires, uh, you know, <laughs> rockets. Uh, like I mentioned, I work for Tesla, so I've got my own billionaire that I support, um, but he hasn't gone yet. So it was super incredible to get Wally up there, um, read and learn about her story. Um, and I think that's going to inspire a whole lot, you know, this whole next generation, which is uh, one of my main mis- missions as well. So uh, what are your thoughts, Gitika? Like, I, I, I'm sure you might be a little bit more familiar with Wally than I might be. Yeah, it was absolutely inspirational to hear her story. And I think it's just another testament to age does not matter. Like whether it be you're 18, like the youngest person who went to space, whether it be the oldest person, I feel like age is never, age is just a number. It really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you can't achieve your dreams. It's amazing to see how she dreamed to go into space for so long and she achieved it. Um, And that just goes to say that nothing is impossible as long as you keep at it. She didn't give up. And, um, you know, at her like press release at the end when she was talking, she was like, her face was glowing. And it was amazing to see her excitement. Um, And I think, you know, it was just so inspirational. She's going to be an inspiration for generations to come. And she's going to show everyone never give up, hold on to your dreams. So absolutely amazing. I love watching her on stage. She was just like so excited. Like, oh, my God, I love this woman. I'm just going to keep playing that all day every time I feel a bit low. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's going to that's kept me going most of the week. And it's going to keep me going for another couple of weeks, probably. So with that being said, being the youngest person on the list, youngest person, what, what, what do you think about being the youngest person in space or what kind of courage do you, does, do you need or do we need to get to space or to Mars? I mean, we've already made it to space. So how about Mars and beyond? Yeah, I just think um, just not, again, like not viewing age as like a factor and just believing in yourself is so important. Like never have the imposter syndrome that you're not good enough to be a part of a certain group. Um, I just don't let those thoughts get to you is really important. As we're like looking into going to Mars one day, um, I think taking in the younger generations, I feel like a lot of the demographics in the space industry right now is on the older side. And as they start to retire, um, it's important to transfer those skills and that knowledge to the younger generation and encourage them to believe that they can do it. So I think just overcoming that imposter syndrome and believing your talents and your skills and that you got in because you deserve it is so important to remember. Like I was talking with a girl the other day, she's a physics major and in her physics class, she was the only girl. So she was facing imposter syndrome like, can I take a physics class? And it was so important for her to realize that she got into the class, not because she was a girl or because of something, but she got in because she has the worth to get into that physics class. So I think it's so important to remember to believe in yourself. Don't let other negative comments influence who you are. Wow. What an incredible answer right off the bat. You had that. Um, I agree with uh, Fiona. I mean, once you're done being an astronaut or maybe at the same time, you should consider coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, maybe you could have that be part of your, uh, of your ignited thinkers Academy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Gitika, it's been a real pleasure, um, interviewing you here today. And I just realized I never actually asked you the first question that I always ask our interviewers, 
uh, interviewees, which is, you know, what do you think about the glass ceiling? You know, as a young woman who's 17, you know, do you see the glass ceiling? Do you see it? Do you think it still exists? I think that it's starting to break down. I think it still to some extent exists in that we're still trying to break it. I think it's so important uh, to acknowledge the positive change that's happening. There are a lot of people who are supportive. There's so many initiatives to support females in space or females in really any career. Um, And I think that's happening and there is acknowledgement of it. There's still a long way to go. And there's still cases of harassment in workplaces. It's crazy to think that in the 21st century, women still have to go through that. And so there is still some of the ceiling up there, the glass ceiling, but we're breaking it down. And hopefully in a few years, a few months would be great, but you know, thinking realistically, hopefully in a few years, we can completely tarnish that view and we don't have that glass ceiling anymore. So I definitely think it exists, but we're working to break it down. Uh, well, thank you, Gitika. I, uh, I, I, I would love to bring that message to to women around the world. You know, for the next next generation, it, you know, we we don't want it to be there. And you know, meeting people like you and and being inspired people with pe- by people like you, that gives women like me a reason to do this. You know, we want to break that glass ceiling so that the women behind us don't even have to face it because with your energy and your enthusiasm and your talent, you know, I think that you could could really do anything. And, you know, we don't want a glass ceiling slowing you down. So thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for being a role model for others, not just children, but adults too. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Gedica. Thanks for supporting the uh, article and, uh, you know, talking to us. We learned a lot from you today. And I can't wait for that day where the answer to that question is basically what you're kind of saying is, what glass ceiling? I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. What glass ceiling? Do you hear that, everybody? What glass ceiling? Let's, let's act as if it's not there now. How about that? Thank you for listening, everyone. We hope you now have additional tools and insights for creating your own cracks in the glass ceiling. If you think this will inspire and help others, please share this episode on your social media and leave your comments on makaiunlimited.com forward slash podcasts. For more tips and support as you embrace your journey through the glass ceiling, please join our community Facebook group at leadingladiesoffb.com.